Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode 56 of the Boomer Bebo podcast, the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas, and the University of Oklahoma. I'm with my man Kevin Miller. I'm John Whitson. This is an historic instant reaction podcast to the 2024 schedule release, or as the SEC Network pointed out, the opponent release of the new 2024 SEC football schedule. Kevin Miller, have you ever been more pumped up for the announcement of events that will occur in 18 months? No, never. Never, man. Looking at this list, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for Texas. Fired up for OU, too, man. It's going to be fun. Oh, let's, dude, let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. Oklahoma is going to host Alabama. Alabama is going to be in the home slate for Oklahoma year one of the SEC. You can't ask for more than that. You cannot ask. I don't know. You could yes. dream. That's a dream schedule there. Georgia has won the last two national championships. Probably the best team. Well, they are the best team in the country, best team in the SEC. It doesn't matter. It's still Bama, and it is Saban, and it's everything that goes with that. God, I hope that's a night game. Oh, my God. I hope it's a night game so bad, Kevin. It's got to be, right? I mean, it's, oh, it has here's to be. why. Because Fox doesn't have the SEC rights. So the only reason those games were on at 11, like Texas and Alabama this past year was on at 11, only because it, it was on Fox and Fox's strategy is to have their biggest game at 11. It's not Fox. It's got to be a primetime game. There's no so, way it's not. So you've got two options. Or you could do the 230 kick, which I don't know if they're going to make it as big a priority as CBS always made it. Do you yeah. think? Because that I was know. the SEC. Interesting. And I love that. I love the 230 SEC game. I love it. All right. Texas, the biggest name on the schedule, clearly. Georgia Bulldogs. They could be coming off a third title in a row, potentially. Can you imagine coming that? To, coming to Austin. What do you think about this? Is this oh, not? Oh, man, I think it's great. Man, it's amazing. Them, their fan base, all those great players coming to Austin. It's, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. It, yeah, man, I, I seriously can't wait. Unless Quinn Ewers has an off the season's chart, uh, off the season, off the chart season. I'm sorry, off the chart season. He'll be back for 2024, correct? I don't know. I have no idea. What do you mean you don't know? Honestly, no, I'm, I'm being, no, I'm being serious here. I don't know what's going to happen with Quinn after this year. Oh man, I'm just thinking. Yeah, third year quarterback. In the system, at home, against Georgia. I, I, listen, my initial reaction when I saw this schedule for Oklahoma and Texas is thank the good lords of football that the playoff is a 12-game a a twelve a 12-team playoff. Yeah, you know, and I've seen fans from both of our fan bases so far kind of freaking out about this. Oh, we're only going to win a few games. Look, just enjoy it. And, again, that, that's the beauty of it. The playoff is much deeper now with 12 teams. Let's go out and play, have fun with it, see where we end up. It's just so much better to be hosting 
these kind of teams or going on the road against these kind of teams than playing the likes of Central Florida and University of Houston and, you know, Cincinnati, Kansas State. This is just so much better. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, the sentiment on the SEC network this evening is that OU has gotten the more difficult schedule largely because of Alabama, Tennessee, at LSU, and only having three real, true home games in the SEC. I contend that that's, that might be true as it relates specifically to the SEC schedule, but we can't forget, y'all have Michigan in the non-conference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, yeah. add Michigan on, and add on Michigan. Ann Arbor. I, I mean... That is an intense schedule. Oklahoma is not going to have that level of of um, out of conference opponent on their schedule. So for Oklahoma, I think to me this is this is fantastic. I mean, this is just this is where they have to be. We want to play in the SEC. I think you got to dive in all the way. But I mean, yeah, there's still know, go ahead. And real quick, I think let's run through the home games for OU, right? Okay, home games are All right, so Texas, which is considered a home game, still going to be the Cotton Bowl, but it's considered a home game. Right. Alabama, of course, coming to Norman. The Tennessee Volunteers also coming to Norman. Coached by Josh South Heupel. Carolina. Yeah, coached by Josh Heupel. And then uh, South Carolina, coached by uh, Beamer, coming to Norman as well. That is a better – that is a better home slate than I can ever – I mean, I don't think there's anything in Oklahoma history to compare that for a home slate of games. Yeah, I mean, unless you have to go back to, what, part of the 1980s when you maybe hosted Miami and maybe Nebraska came to town the same year? Well, that's what I was thinking. I think that maybe – and I'm thinking about, like, if we hosted Nebraska when we played Alabama that year, I don't mm-hmm. – I don't think we did though, right? Because 2000 and 2001 is when we played Nebraska. When they, yeah, they were which still, means, yeah, 02 and 03, you didn't. We didn't play Nebraska. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you never have Texas at home. So right. you don't ever, I, you can't really ever count Texas. Um, it's just those three teams, though, are just fantastic. It's a fantastic slate of home games. And even South Carolina, I mean, I thought they had a really good season under Beamer last year. Now again, I don't expect them to ever be, you know, winning the SEC East with, you know, Tennessee and, and Florida and Georgia in the same division. But you know, we might not even have those divisions going forward. But still, they're a good team. So even that's going to be a fun game. All right, Texas home games. Texas home. Games. We didn't go. We didn't go with the road games. The away games. Okay. For, uh, for o- away games. Okay. Yeah, at LSU, at <sighs> Auburn, and at Ole Miss. Those are some really and good road trips, man. Well, don't forget – you've cut us off there on our graphic on the screen. Don't forget Missouri. We have to okay, go to Missouri. freaking Columbia. Yeah, that's graphic. We have, to go, we have to go to freaking Columbia, which I just think is a joke, whatever. I think that's like – I don't even know. Yeah, you know, how they, Listen, you know how they feel. Missouri here's man. the deal, right? We don't know how good Auburn's going to be. They have Hugh Freeze as their coach. We know he can coach. But we don't know if he's going to have a quarterback – 2024, it, it, that's a lot of things up in the air. Ole Miss, it, it, 
dude, they could be really good. They could just be really okay. LSU, you know they're going to be good. They're going to be really good. Brian Kelly, he's but, a great coach, man. But even despite how either up or down they are, think about those venues. Oklahoma gets to go to Auburn. LSU, wait, I, I mean, I'm praying it's a night game. Are you kidding me? A night game in Baton Rouge? Oh, yeah, in Baton Rouge. You know, and Texas played – they had a home-and-home home scheduled against LSU. You know, they had the that outstanding 2019 game with Joe Burrow and the rest of those dudes. Yep. And they were scheduled to go to Baton Rouge next year, but the game got canceled due to COVID when we scrapped the entire non-conference part of the schedule. So we didn't get a chance to go. So it would be great for you guys to experience that. So, And then you got the Grove at Ole Miss. I mean, can you – I mean – Yeah. The, any one of those games in any of the last 15 years would be as good a road game as you could make, you know, in the last 15 years for Oklahoma. Yeah, we have gone to Ohio State. We have gone to Notre Dame. We have gone to Tennessee. Okay, Auburn, LSU, and Ole Miss are not far off that list of, of places. You not at all, especially LSU. Especially LSU. I mean, LSU is up there uh, with Tennessee, and then same with I mean Auburn. They have a great tradition. Ole Miss to grow. Texas went up there about ten years ago. I think it was maybe twenty eleven or twelve, and uh, and beat them up there. But from what I heard, it was a great experience for the fans up there. So. Listen, Missouri. Yeah, it's almost unbelievable that this is happening. Missouri's the throwaway game. I mean, somebody has to be. And then South Carolina, ah, it's a nice story because of Beamer. Okay, that's two. The other six are just fantastic. They're just fantastic games on the schedule. And as an Oklahoma yeah. fan, I couldn't be more fired up about it. Are you getting season tickets? I don't know, man. I mean, they're going to be going. They're they're going to be pricey. I I don't have them now, yeah. so you don't know in terms of donations and everything that's gone into that now. What the price they're going is going cost. up. The price is going up. I can tell you. I that. haven't had. I haven't had season tickets. Uh, I'll tell you the last time I got season tickets, twenty fourteen, and it was the worst, the worst experience ever. We lost to Baylor, K State, uh, whoever else we lost to in twenty fourteen. It was terrible, and I vowed I'd never buy them again. This schedule might make me change. Things my are mind. different now. Yeah, things are different uh, now. Alabama, let's jump Tennessee, to, South Carolina—that that's a great home schedule. Let's jump that's to Texas real schedule. quick. Let's jump to Texas it. real quick. Okay, all right. At home, Mississippi State, University of Florida. Wow. Yeah, the Georgia Bulldogs and the Kentucky Wildcats all coming to Austin. In 2024. I mean, Georgia, Georgia's the, the gem on that list. Florida is a close second. We don't know where Florida is going to be under uh, Billy Napier, but you, we anticipate to being really, really, really good. Plus, well, that'll be an away game, the Michigan game. But still, from a home slate, you haven't had four games of that in Austin no, in the same amount on. of time that Oklahoma has. Yeah, no way. No way. Just because nobody in the conference brings a kind of buzz like that or a fan base like that. Really, since Nebraska and Texas A&M left, nobody brings the kind of fans, the amount of fans that Florida and Georgia are going to bring. Oh, it's yeah, okay. Away, here's the big name, though, that all Texas fans wanted to hear, at least home or away, A&M. Is A&M going to be okay with hosting Texas? Because 
I thought I heard that if, if they had to go play at Texas, they were they were backing out of the conference. That's how bad. Oh yeah, they, they seem to be really weird about that. Who cares? I don't care that it's in Kyle Field. But I love the fact that it's in Kyle Field. Let's go. Let's go. You got our, now, other than A and M, I think you'd admit that your whole your away slate is not nearly as tenuous as Oklahoma's with Arkansas Absolutely. and Vanderbilt. No. The best thing about Vanderbilt is that it's Vanderbilt and it's a nice road trip to Nashville. So, Hey, Nash Vegas. Listen, I, I mean, Arkansas, I, I think we expected to see Arkansas on the list, the Texas-Arkansas, you know, old Southwest Conference old Southwest. base. Um, I think we expected that, but I, I don't know that – when you look at that list, like you look at Oklahoma's away games, and that's why, if you're, it, it, in case you're listening, if you're, if you're listening, we've got a graphic up of Texas Texas schedule next to Oklahoma's schedule, so we can kind of just visually compare the road trips for Oklahoma compared to the road trips for Texas. I think are going to be more daunting, however, way more intriguing when it comes yeah. to the away games. Yeah. Now, listen, the atmosphere at A&M is going to be that game is going to be insane. Just the atmosphere alone. There'll be a lot of hostility in there. Haven't played them since 2011. So it'll be 13 years since we played them when we finally meet up. I hope it's Thanksgiving weekend, but I'll take it anytime. I'm just happy to play them again. Will Jimbo be the coach in 2024? Man, I don't know if they if. If they have a season anything close to what they had, I don't care what his buyout is. He's gone. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll figure it out. If he has a, yeah, if he goes six and six, he's, a, he's out. Okay. Uh, this question was not posed on the SEC network, at least that I saw. And I, and I haven't heard this from anybody else yet. But I'm going to ask you, as a Texas fan, and I think the same question could be posed to the Oklahoma fan. When you see this schedule, right, and it smacks you in the face with the reality of the SEC, does this put even more emphasis on the 2023 performance that we've got to capitalize and make a and make a playoff run in 2023 because we know what's waiting for us in 2024? Yeah, absolutely. I think you got to do anything you can to go into the sec with as much momentum as possible you got to have a good season that'll lead to big time recruiting classes and, and again you just go in there with a lot of confidence so yeah i think texas and ou are really looking to have big seasons because you just don't want to go into the sec off a bad season it's just it'll hurt recruiting and yeah man it, it, it's going to be it's going to be an imperative that we both have big seasons I, dude, I think I think both – I mean, of course they're playing for a college football playoff. Of course they're playing to win the Big 12. But I just think knowing that this is what's on the horizon, the, the urgency has to be at an all-time level because, dude, you just don't know what to expect. I mean, I don't know that I would call it a – I think you – well, no, I think I would. I would call it a gauntlet. Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, all on the same schedule, plus Texas. I mean, that's a gauntlet, dude. What other world is yeah. that not a gauntlet? Exactly. Texas with Michigan, Florida, Georgia, at AM. And don't forget Oklahoma, which will be a tough yeah, game regardless. Yeah, of course, OU. Yeah, exactly. 
at Arkansas? I mean, and, I mean remember what happened and, last time we went to Arkansas in Sark's first year? Like and 40 we looked to 20 or something at, like that. And we have looked at um, previous um, end of end of season rankings, and typically all the way down to twelve, there's not very many teams with three losses. There are no. typically two losses. So when you're looking at this schedule, you know there's going to be two losses, right? I mean, there has to be. I can't imagine. Yeah. That either team is either Texas or Oklahoma is going to go through this schedule, let alone unscathed, without two losses. It would be hard to imagine that. It'd be hard to imagine really? going through that schedule without it. Um, other games of note. Real quick, though, I do want to say last year. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now I think the bowl games. So this is through December third. Utah did have three losses. Okay. And Kansas State actually had three losses, too. Well, here's the deal. So those were the only teams out of the, out of the 12. Okay. And that's fine. And i got to tell you, this schedule is going to be better than any schedule K-State or, or, US, or Utah had. Absolutely. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. No. But, um, dude, I mean, this is – this is reality hitting you in the face, or at least hitting me in the face. I'll speak for yeah, myself. No, no, for sure. No, we're here now. As we're a, here. This is like, holy crap. This is the big boys. And the problem is, it was. it's always been the big boy conference, okay? But I even think the SEC, and the, and the feeling I got when I was watching the, the coverage this, this evening, I even think the SEC realizes they didn't just add two teams. They added two big boys to their schedule. Correct. Correct. Those are massive like, programs. They did not add to the bottom half of their schedule. They added to the top half of their schedule. They have added teams that are going to impact the overall records of Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, mm-hmm. Florida. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Golly. All right, dude. Other no- oh, What other notes do I have on here? I think the the Texas-Florida game is, is another one that's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and I think what's interesting about that one is uh, you're starting to already see recruiting wars. Like, you can start to see how recruiting is going to be impacted in the SEC because now Texas, who historically is the number one recruit filled state for high school recruits will be hosting the number two recruit filled state in Florida. I mean, what a way to plant your flag and say, we are the, we are the premier program in the premier state in the country for recruits. I mean, it's, it really does send a message that Texas hasn't been able to send before. If you're able to win that game. Uh, Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I can't wait. Same thing with Georgia, right? I mean, they're the biggest brand in college football right now, back-to-back natties, and I don't know if they're favored to win this year or not. You'd think they at least start the season up in the top two or three, if not number one. So to have them coming to to Austin next year, man, it's just going to be a a crazy atmosphere, a lot of hype around the game. So I'm looking forward to it. And and like I said, man, I know a lot of fans are, oh, my God, we're not going to do anything. We're going to have a – a losing record. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to enjoy it. Well, 
I don't think we're going to – well, I'll speak for Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma is going to have a losing record. First of all, we got four other games that aren't going to be worth a flip, right? So there's four wins right there. Yeah. In theory. In theory. Um, and then you've got a Missouri team that you should beat, a South Carolina team you should beat, uh, Ole Miss team I would think you should beat if yeah. if recruiting continues to progress the way it has and we are going to be on year three of Brent Venables, year three of his players. So now now we're starting to get into like, like okay, we got five or six wins that we should have. Then it start then it does start get to hair, starts to get hairy though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really quickly, you can see an eight and four season. But to your point, man, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. We have to be in here. This is I where we have to be. Um, okay, here's I made some notes on who we're not playing. So there was so much talk about OU and Florida being in the same pod together. OU and Florida not playing each other. Uh, Texas not playing LSU. You will have played them within the last five years, so that's probably a little bit of that. But so did Oklahoma. They played them in a in a bowl game. Yeah. Um, and then Oklahoma does not have to play AM. And I think I'm okay with that. I I will let y'all deal with AM and all. Yeah, we Texas that game needs to happen with Texas and Texas AM. It needed to happen, has to happen the first year too. Oh, it should happen every year. Um okay. Outside of Texas and Oklahoma, there are some compelling storylines. Uh Bama will continue to play. And with an eight-game schedule, I thought it was going to be really hard for them to maintain as many of the rivalries as they wanted to. You know, everybody talks about the rivalries in the SEC and all this. Based on the schedule, I'm not knowing these fan bases as intimately as we will get to know them. By all intents and purposes, it looks like they maintain this schedule or the, the rivalries really, really well. For instance, Alabama will still play the Iron Bowl against Auburn. Still are going to play against Ole Miss. Still will play Tennessee. And they're going to add Oklahoma to the mix. You know, I don't see Ole Miss on um, on Alabama's schedule, but it's, they're not rivals anyway. Their rivals are, um, are – Oh, you're uh, right. Did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, Tennessee is Alabama's other rival besides um, – Besides Auburn, and it's still there. So, oh no, no, no! You know what? I didn't mean the LS- Ole Miss. I meant LSU. Okay, yeah, yeah. You still have Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee yes. for Alabama. Auburn still has Alabama and Georgia, their other main rival. Florida and Georgia still on there, still in Jacksonville. Auburn and Georgia, the oldest rivalry in college—that's what they claim in the South. Correct. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. You still LSU, have LSU at Arkansas. Yeah, still got that one on there. You still have uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You'll see that on there. Auburn is not playing LSU. I mean, something had to give. That probably yeah, makes the most sense. But here's it. Here's the thing. Outside of Oklahoma and Texas and all the intrigue, especially on our end, from who we're going to play and whatever, dude, Alabama plays Georgia in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I listen. Look at, I look want, at schedule. You want to go through Alabama's schedule real quick? Uh, I'll go through Alabama's and yeah. Georgia's. Go through Alabama's okay. and Georgia's. Okay, Auburn. You've got Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, LSU, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. 
That is a tough schedule for the Crimson Tide, man. But look at Georgia's, though. Florida, Auburn, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Alabama, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, not going to be easy for anybody. They, they don't take walks at all. Yeah, they didn't give anybody any favors. I don't think anybody can look at this. I mean, things will change over the next 18 months in terms of uh, – I say 18 months. We're really talking like 15 months, but – yeah, before they release. Oh, yeah. Things will change in terms of, you know, who has a quarterback and coaches moving around. And, you know, we joked about Jimbo, but that's a real thing. Jimbo might might or might not be there and things like that. Um, but just on the outset, they did not do anybody, I think, any real favors. No. Now, is it anybody? I'm sure there are fan bases who feel like they got screwed in this, too. Alabama might feel that way. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma could have an argument. Going on the road to Auburn, LSU, and Ole Miss. That's yeah. That's I mean, rough. they used to talk about. The, I mean, they they continue to talk about the SEC West being the best division in co- in college football. Yeah. Well, you're playing Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and Ole Miss. Three of those on the road. Yeah. Plus, you have to, so I I don't know what I don't know what the difference would be. Um, to keep it fair, I don't know that there's a way. I think it's just what we're. I think it's where we're at, right? Yeah, and what's going to make this so difficult too is every week you got to bring it because you know we, we haven't talked about Kentucky much if at all. If you don't bring it against Kentucky, they will beat you. Same with Mississippi State. If you don't bring it, they will beat you. They've got enough athletes out there. Same with Ole Miss. If you don't bring yeah. it, oh, absolutely, Ole Miss, even more so with them. Yeah, because they recruit better than the other schools that I mentioned. But they've got enough athletes. If you don't bring it against Kentucky and Mississippi State and Missouri, even, yeah, you will get beat. Man, I don't know. I know that this podcast so far has been a lot of me saying how fired up I am. I don't really care. I am fired up. Like, I don't really, yeah, I just, I'm almost, exactly, man. I'm almost giddy. I feel like a kid at Christmas, and I don't know which present to look at first, right? Because it's just like, oh, we're playing Alabama. Oh, wait a minute. We're going on the road to LSU. Oh, but wait, wait a minute. Don't forget Ole Miss. I, yeah, I'm just, dude, I'm too excited, man. It's too, yeah. it's too fun. This so is too fun. What, what game, I mean, the atmosphere in Norman for Alabama, it's going to be an atmosphere that you guys haven't had in a very long time. I know, I mean, Notre, I would imagine Notre, I was there. Notre Dame when Landry Jones was there. I've heard about that. Um, my wife, Casey, was there. I think her brother was there with her. And she told me that was a that was a fun atmosphere. And did you go to the Ohio State game here? I went to the Ohio State game. Um, there was a rain delay, and then we got behind quick. It was yeah, yeah, it was pretty quick. It was, it was yeah. It was, there was a rain delay, and we got behind quick, and it kind of sucked a lot of the energy out of the stadium. I did not. I I saw the Notre Dame game on TV, and it looked electric. It really did, and. Both schools. I mean, that was Manti Teo's senior year. Yeah. I mean, that was a big deal. That that Notre Dame team went to the college football playoff, I think. I mean, they were. Yeah, they were, the, you know, it was still BCS then, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Game, right? They got rolled Off by Alabama. Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got rolled by Alabama. But, I mean, still, though, right? A really good team. Great team. And, and uh, we were still there. I mean, if we would have beat them, had, you know, whatever. But, so, no, Notre Dame in 2012, that's probably the only – 
the only thing that even matches the intensity that an Alabama coming to Norman's going to have. Yeah, and with Texas, you know, like they had the game against Alabama last year, and that was, at least from TV, I wasn't there, but it appeared to be insane. LSU in 2019 was was crazy too. So, all right, it'll be great to have that those kind of atmospheres more often than uh, than we do now. Is there enough channels on ESPN? to keep us from having half of these games be at 11 a.m.? It's got to be, right? we got ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, the SEC ESPN, Network. ESPN News. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and then, you know, our favorite, your favorite, OU fans' favorite, ESPN Plus. I hate ESPN Plus. Yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen? What's happening to the Longhorn Network? Is that being absorbed in, or is that going to be I believe it's being absorbed. No, I, I believe it's going to be absorbed into the um, – into the SEC network, but I'm not, I haven't heard an official word on that, but I would expect that to happen. And I'm fine with it. You know, dude, the SEC is almost so big and I'm not being facetious when I say this, the SEC with 16 teams and as much coverage and content as it's going to have, especially in football season, you could almost create an SEC too. I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. You could have an SEC too and have a complete slate of games that people would be fired up to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be it might be Arkansas and Mississippi State on there, but people are tuning in to S- the SEC two network. Yeah, because you know you get the tier three games, right? And you get those games, and that's how you get to air them. However, the university sees fit. That's why you used to have the pay per view game. Texas used to have the pay per view game too. Now those games are on the Longhorn Network. We would get like two of those. You get two tier three games a year generally. I don't know what that's going to be. I mean, maybe Texas Vanderbilt, you know, maybe with yeah. you guys. Well, it'll I mean, be who on that schedule? No, it'll well, be, the non-con. Have a non-con, but it'll be in the non con. It'll be in the non con. You had two, though. No, you only had one. You only had one tier. tier. You didn't have two last year. You had Baylor that was on ESPN Plus last year. That's because, that? we, that's because we sucked, Kevin. That's because we were six and seven and we were terrible. We would not. Have, it would matter. not have been. I mean, I don't what think I'm saying is you have two tier three games. What they consider tier three games a year, right? Like Texas always has two Longhorn Network games. They have usually it's a non-conference game against like Rice or you know, and then you have a conference game. All right, I'm looking it up. So I'm curious how, and I don't know if it's going to be the same in the SEC, but. You know, like last year, Texas had um, they had Rice and they had somebody else um, during the season. West Virginia was on the Longhorn Network. I don't know. I, I, so I, I'm just curious to see are we are we going to have ESPN Plus game? Hopefully, they improve it, man. Because yeah, I watched some of that Baylor game and it was it was a rough watch. No, you Baylor game. Oh, we were terrible. Did we lose to Baylor last year? Or did we beat them. I think they beat you guys. I think it was a close game. One of those frustrating losses for you guys. That sounds right. Um, Who the heck? Who who cares, Kevin? It's a new – we're already on 2024. Um, Oh, I had a really good thought. Well, in the meantime, while I'm thinking about that – 
if this is what football looks like, can you imagine what basketball is going to look like? I imagine know. what can you imagine what softball is going to look like? Baseball. Like, it just the 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 permutations just continue. Everything is better with the SEC. I know we used to make fun about that, and I know that used to be a running gag for all big, you know, Oklahoma and Texas. Oh dude, yeah, everything, yeah, dude, everything's better in the SEC. Are I we gonna I re- Are we? We're not gonna do the SEC champ. We beat a non-SEC team, are we? I might do it. I might do it. After you might this do schedule it. Release. After this schedule release, I might be in on it. One hundred percent. It's to drive me nuts. Oh, it's terrible, dude. They're the yeah. worst. They're the worst. Um, golly, dude, this is so exciting. This is an exciting day for Oklahoma. It's an exciting day for Texas. I don't know. Any other final thoughts on the SEC? Let me opponent really. Yeah, ask me something. Give me. Are something. you going? Are you planning a road trip? Are you planning to go to Baton Rouge? I would. I would cut You've got off time to plan it. A body time. part to go to LSU. I would. I would love to go to LSU. I now, for our listeners, right now, you have been to some pretty good road games. You did you go to Tennessee, Knoxville? I did not go to Tennessee. All, all yeah, I've been to is Ohio State. Columbus. Yeah, you went to Columbus in 2017, Baker's senior year, and you guys went up there and smacked the Buckeyes. It's fantastic. Best yeah. best road trip I've ever been on, and I. I would think LSU would be that good, right? I think it would have yeah. a lot of people. People love the Tennessee game, um, and you know that was dramatic, right? Two overtime wins come from behind. Baker Mayfield, you know the whole thing. That was 2015. It was his coming out party as who Baker was going to be for us, um, and that so that had a and, and at the time we all thought Tennessee was actually kind of good. Later yeah, to find out we weren't. Yeah, Butch Jones was terrible. He was. Jerk and the whole thing, but um, I think LSU again. Here's my point, though. Looking at your schedule, I don't know that there's a outside of AM, and I don't even know that I would even want to go to College Station. Is it Vanderbilt just so you can go to Nashville, or are you waiting until 2025 to spend <laughs> no, your money on no, a really nice no, trip? I would maybe, maybe. I mean, Vanderbilt's fun because Nashville is fun. Arkansas, I mean, that's incredibly hostile uh, towards Texas fans. They blew the doors off of us in 2021. But it's nothing like y'all's schedule. There's no LSU, even Ole Miss. I mean, that sounds like a great road trip. Oh, dude, I, w- I would wear a tie. I think I would wear a shirt and tie. Would you be that guy? So you yes. wear khakis, yes. a white dress shirt, a Blue tie, blazer. And a sport coat. Blue blazer, absolutely, hundred percent. Ninety degree weather in the humidity of Mississippi, hundred percent, absolutely. Okay, I'm you're going back into a frat, into a frat boy, huh? I would, first of all, I was never a frat boy, but if I went to Ole Miss, I'd have been a frat boy. Okay, let me think here. I had something else, man. I'm sorry, my my brain's all over the place. I'm just too I'm too fired up by all this. Instant reaction, man. This thing just came out, and we're all over it. Um. Okay, here's what I was gonna say. So Travis Davidson, who um we hear on our uh favorite radio station, the Ref, his tweets today said that what what Oklahoma and Texas can expect is for this schedule to flip up upon itself in 2025. Now, okay. I did not hear that on the SEC network. In fact, I heard Dari Noka say. 
we should treat this schedule independently, that it should not be a precursor to anything else that is going to come. Interesting. Maybe because we're going to go to a nine-game schedule in 25, who knows? However, I liked where Travis was going with it because basically what he was saying is what whoever OU was playing, Texas is going to play in 25. And whoever Texas played, OU is going to play in 25. Okay. That would make sense. That'd be fun. It would make sense except for the A&M game. I think it would make sense except for the A&M yeah. game, right? I mean, yeah. you, you really hate to lose the A&M game. Yeah, we'd like to keep that annual. But I guess if you went nine games, you could keep that, you know, and just yeah. add another team in here. Yeah. One small detail about the schedule, too. Of course, every SEC team is playing either Texas or Oklahoma. Correct. Either home or away. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine. Uh, and so then in year three would be back to this schedule, according to this guy's line of thinking. And I, I don't know if he has an inside note on it or not. And and if if you're listening to this later in the day, like, you know, later in the day, Thursday or Friday, give us some grace here because this is all new to us. But in year three, it would be back to where Oklahoma plays Bama, but this time on the road. I get that. Oklahoma would play Bama on the road, South Carolina on the road, Tennessee on the road. Texas could still be the home game or whatever. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, the only thing that changes is the colors of the uniforms, right? Um, That's correct. Golly, dude. This is this is real life happening in front of us. This is real life. This is reality. This is what big-time football looks like. I mean, dude, what's Oklahoma's home schedule? Central Florida? Oh, this year in 23? Yeah, man. What do you have? Uh, uh, Central Arkansas Florida? State. Okay. Uh, SMU. Ugh. You, you're at Tulsa. And then in conference, let's see. Pulling it up now. At at Tulsa, then conference at Cincinnati. Gross. Iowa State in Norman. Terrible. Red River, UCF in Norman, Central Florida. At Kansas. Bedlam at, in Stillwater this time. West Virginia at home. Terrible. At BYU and then TCU comes to Norman November 24th. That is an absolutely awful schedule. I think I think that okay, look. I feel like we've been doing this for over a year now. We've been doing this for like a year and a month, okay? And granted, our early podcasts were sketchy in terms of quality and sound quality. And for all of our loyal listeners that have stayed with us, thank you for continuing to hang on. I feel like up until this point, over the last, I don't know, 30 episodes. You and I have done pretty good, specifically me. I think I have done a great job on this podcast, and I know I'm a little scatterbrained today, but I think that's why I'm scatterbrained, Kevin, is because this schedule that you just read is so terrible, okay? That's the reality I'm living. Look at it. It's so bad. Dude, you got UCF. They're not even a Power 5 team until this year. I mean, it's terrible. I mean – BYU, I'm getting excited about going to a BYU game. I can't even drink a beer at, okay? Like, this schedule is terrible. And and yet, you're going to throw at me Bama, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri and say this is what you get in two years? 
Yeah. I can't handle it, dude. It's a monumental upgrade, man. Handle it. It's it's too much. It really is. <sighs> it's sensory overload. It is, dude. For an Oklahoma for an Oklahoma slash college football fan, it is sensory. That's exactly right. Sensory overload. I don't know how to handle myself. I, I'm like a kid and I've got it's Christmas and Halloween and July 4th all at the same time. And I don't know where to look or what to talk about or or who to be. I admire the professionals that can actually do this. As we listen to like radio tomorrow and watching videos and stuff, those are the real pros because they're going to be like measured and sound and they'll make some really good points. Me, on the other hand, I am fanboying it up more than I think I ever have, ever have on this podcast because I'm that excited. It's monumental, man. It's monumental. Uh, Can you imagine if one of us makes it to the SEC championship game, what that's going to be like? I can't imagine this. That's the point, right? Okay, so Oklahoma has won X number of Big 12 championships. What, 12 or something? Like some crazy number, right? Yeah, I mean, something, yeah. Double digits. A lot. A lot. Um, maybe more. And then all the Big 8 titles and all that. But for the for the sake of the last 25 years, they've, they've won a lot of Big 12 titles. I'm having a hard time conceptualizing getting into the SEC SEC championship when I see that schedule. Yeah. You never know, man. Remember, Missouri got there the first two years. They were in the conference. I think Missouri. I think Oklahoma can get there. I think Texas can get there. I think recruiting shows that both teams are on an upward trend. Yeah, the um, talent is on the rise, that's for sure. And as we talked about at the very beginning of the show, the urgency that they're going to have to play with this season um, to be able to enter the SEC with a tailwind. But, dude, listen, I'm being honest when I say instant reaction. I look at that and I go, my God, are we ever going to win 10 wins a game, 10 games again in the regular season? Yeah. Man, am I being, am no, I being too no, pessimistic? Look at those teams. Look at those teams. It's easy to think that there is a big chance that, you know, we both go into this conference and fall flat on our face, especially the first year, right? Uh, it's going to be a lot to adjust to. I better take time really quick to thank our title sponsor, Brown O'Haver. Brown O'Haver's public insurance adjuster for the insured, not the insurance company. So if you've had a loss – um, this time of year, unfortunately, it's fires. I don't know what it is about summertime, but fires uh, catch a lot of people off guard and they can get some severe damage to their home. Give us a call, 405-735-5510. Let us adjust the claim for you. Make 30 to 40% more for your claim than you would on your own. Uh, we've got referrals out the wazoo. We can put you in touch with any number of our former client, former clients and they can share with you how we got them more money more quickly. So if you've had a fire, been hit by the tornadoes, whatever the case may be, give Brown O'Haver a call. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out online. Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. Kevin, real quick, uh, other things in sports, Oklahoma wins another national championship in softball. Uh, were you mowing the yard when they won the national championship? Probably, right? I mean, you mowed like three times. So. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Uh, 
It's it's hard to describe how good that team is. What do you right. think? Uh, what do you think about Jordy Ball transferring like days later, or um, entering the transfer portal? Perhaps she's got some kind of personal situation going on that requires her to be close to home, or maybe she's like, "Look, we can't go up from here, right? This is the top of the mountain. The only thing, the only way you can improve is if you went perfect. Maybe she wants to see what she can get accomplished at um, her home state school in Nebraska." It's the only thing that makes sense to me. I honestly, this is my take on the Jordy Ball deal. First of all, Sooner legend. She was fantastic in her two years. No ill will. This is not a Caleb Williams situation by any means. This is, she brought championships to the University of Oklahoma, and she did it in an awesome individual style, right? She was fantastic. I think it's possible that she is so confident in her ability, rightly so, she's so confident in her ability, coupled with a hometown, home state affinity that a lot of us have. She chose to ignore when she chose Oklahoma. Now she gets the opportunity to go back, and I think she thinks she can get Nebraska to the World Series. I really do. And Nebraska is not traditionally a power in softball, but I think she believes in her ability uh, to that degree that she can actually change the, the trajectory of that team and get Nebraska to the World Series. And I wish her all the luck in the world. I really do. Yeah, I mean, again, what else is she going to do here, right? I mean, two natties. And she played a huge part in this one, too, right? I mean, she was the best. World, yeah, World Series MVP. I mean, yeah. So, I she mean. Was, she was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I I wish her all what the luck. What was the final record with the 58 and one? Six, like 61 that? and one or something like that. Like it doesn't yeah. even make sense. And then what's probably going to happen is you're going to go and reload and get more All-Americans from the transfer portal. Want to be there. And I heard that softball's got a pretty good NIL stuff going too. So Oklahoma I mean, softball. and Yeah. Oklahoma softball NIL. It's because uh, you can tell from our basketball team, we clearly don't have NIL going on. So it must be all directed at softball and, and hopefully football. Yeah. Although the argument is still made that Oklahoma, from a football perspective, is not as competitive in um, NIL as they sh- could, should, are going to have to be. Do you get that same yeah. sense from Texas, or do you feel like you're probably positioned to compete in NIL? You in know, Texas? I think they're in a position to compete, but I don't know. Everything is so new, right? So I don't know how the boosters are feeling about it. You know, those who, so I know the collectors are really pushing fans to donate uh, towards these collectives that go to the NIL. So I don't I, know, man. I think the collectives are a joke. I hate the collectives. I don't think this is what, this is not what NIL name, image, and likeness was designed for, for us to yeah. all put our money and whoever has the richest fan base to be able to pay players. That's so stupid. Yeah. That's so stupid. It's it's just dumb. It's dumb on the face of it. And to think that I don't know. I don't know. I I, I assume that there's a lot of people listening to the Boomer Bebo podcast that donate to a collective. So I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings. Please continue to listen. Just you know, respond on Twitter how much you hate this take. But I just think it's stupid. Like the thought that I'm gonna give money to watch a 25-year-old or I mean a 21-year-old kid play football. I'm not gonna do that. Like I'm gonna buy gear and I'm gonna buy tickets. And I'm going to buy concessions 
and I'm going to buy all that sort of stuff, right? I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to spend money. And if that kid's picture wants to get on a cup or something, okay, great, I'm going to do it. But just to blindly donate money and assume that a collective is going to give it to uh, to the right players and yeah, stuff like that, it, yeah. it just seems odd. It seems like yeah. a very odd decision to make. Yeah, I think we'll get this NIL deal sorted out at some point. It's just really new and. Well, I hope they get know. rid of the collectives. Yeah, and and the thing that's concerning though is it seems like each state could have their own set of rules, which really, I mean, not that college football has ever been a level playing field because I mean we're lying to ourselves if we say that it is because it isn't, never has been, never will be. But you know, one state is a you know players are allowed to make whatever, and there's a cap on players in this state, then that would be that wouldn't be a good thing. No, we do not need go. See, this is the problem though when. When the NCAA abdicates their responsibility, when they walk away from the problem and they throw their hands up in the air and say, it's what you wanted, here you go, they're basically inviting the government, both state and federal government, to step in. And the only thing worse in the NCAA might be your state or federal government stepping in and trying to solve a problem that they don't really really know. They don't really understand. They don't have any business. They get a bunch of lobbyists. And the problem is the lobbyists always have mixed messages too. So anyway, yeah. I hate the collectives. I, I I mean, I want OU to perform well in the collectives, in the NIL, I guess, because I want us to be able to recruit. But I don't know. The whole thing's so here, Here's the thing, though, with the NIL deal, right? NIL has been a thing for, what, two or three seasons now. And perhaps it's affecting recruiting. But if you look at the recruiting rankings, it's the same schools up there that they were before NIL. Still Georgia, still Alabama, still Ohio State, still Clemson, still Texas, still Oklahoma, still USC. It's the same thing. Nothing has changed from who was getting the best players at this point. Well, if anything, the gap, though, between the haves and the have-nots, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's widened the gap. If you widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots, and then I think when you look at like our our favorite dog to kick, which is A and M, when will people stop donating to A and M? Like, man, I don't know. I mean, two they, years ago they wanted right, so bad, and two years ago they had the number one overall rated recruiting class of all time, yeah. largely NIL driven, mm-hmm. right? Who who wants to see that product on the field and continue to donate? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, the fans are going to start running out of patience here soon. If they don't have a good year this year, and those guys are going into their second year, you know, those that crazy recruiting class. So if they don't start getting a return on their investment, then fans are going to get restless, and it's going to be Jimbo who suffers because of it. Well, that's the – but the prop – man, I guess the money's just – I guess all the money's fake, right, when you really think about it because, I mean, what they'll end up having to do is fire Jimbo – pay out that buyout, go sign another stupid, ridiculous contract with a new coach, and then encourage people to, in addition to the buyout, still continue to give money for the collective. Like, And that's right. and that's what's crazy about it is that's a state institution. And his buyout, his, his deal is fully guaranteed, too. Oh, I know. Like his contract, if they buy him out, they have to pay every cent that's owed on his contract. And I know – that they're a state school, but the football program, it's like its own entity. Um, yeah, I know. How can going five and seven not be cause to terminate a football coach's $100 million contract? Yeah. I mean, Texas got rid of Charlie Strong after that. Uh, 
Other notes, as we predicted, the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship. Nikola Jokic was clearly the best player on the court. But really, the entire team, they just outclassed. I I think it it looked like to me that – it looked like Miami ran out of gas. Like they had had. They, I, they I gave, thought so too. Yeah. They they gave they gave everything they had. That was all, this is all we got. I mean, people want to ride. You know, give uh, Jimmy Butler some. You know, some crap for how he performed. Dude, listen, he had that team on his shoulders for three series. Yeah, yeah, they had no business even making it there. So the fact they even did that made it a an amazing season. And again, like you said, it's just a bad matchup. No team in the league was beating Denver. With Jokic, I mean, we're seeing a guy who is becoming historically good, one of the greatest players of all time, and he's at his absolute peak right now. And when they have, you have that, you just there's nothing you can do with it. It's like Tim Duncan in 2003. They have their starting five coming back to next year. Is there anybody that can beat them? You know what? Maybe I just want to see. Do they have the same mind? You're probably rooting for. You're probably rooting for Phoenix. You think Kevin Durant is going to rise from the ashes? Get it? is going to rise from the ashes and bring that team back to prominence, and they're somehow going to compete. It's not going to happen. First of all, let me stop He's you right terrible. there. There's they only traded. One. They traded him to Phoenix, and Phoenix fell off the map. They fell oh, off because, the map. They were terrible. sucks. Well, that's true. Well, right. Why does that guy keep getting a job anyway? I don't know. And not only did he get another job, he's the highest-paid coach in the history of the NBA. Unbelievable. Yeah, after blowing, I mean, how do you get blown out in games like that? The last year, before KD got there, they lose by thirty to Dallas. You're down, and not only do you lose up there, you're down by thirty in the first half it against weird, Dallas. Man. Yeah, it's weird. First of all, and there's only let me just stop you there. You know, I do love Kevin Durant, Kevin Horns, but there's only one team I root for. Do you not see the hat right there? There's only Look. one team I root for. That's the San Antonio Spurs. And um, listen, Victor Wembanyama. When it comes to time, when it comes time for John Whitson to come home to Mama, when it comes to NBA teams, it is the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, every cool. day, every day. Listen, when I have, when I'm forced to choose on who my favorite team is. I, now, when it comes to pro sports, I'm not like Oklahoma. When I'm Oklahoma fan, I hate every other college team, like every other college team, like. You'll see those random questions on who would you root for in your conference or who would you root for? Nobody. I hate everybody. I hate everyone. Texas most of all, but I hate everybody. When it comes to pro sports, I'm like, ah, I can get behind this team. Oh, this guy's fun to watch. Oh, I like this coach. Uh, there's some absolutes. I don't ever root for the Lakers ever. I never root for the Rockets ever. I I think sometimes I pull for Dallas because I like, um, you know, whatever. What's his name? The quarterback? No, 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 no. I'm talking about NBA. Oh, Luca. Luca. I like Luca, but really at the heart, I'm really not rooting for Dallas. Yeah. So those are the three that are like hard passes. Houston, Dallas, LA. But other teams I can get behind, like the Celtics. I can always root for the Celtics. I was rooting for Denver over the Heat. Like all these different teams. At the end of the day, you know I'm a Spurs fan. Come on. Yeah. You know, I'm so curious to see how they build this team around Victor Wimbanyama this year, right? What free agents do they go to? I think they should go after former OU player Austin Reeves. He's due for a contract, and I don't know if LA can afford him. I thought he had one more year. 
He does, but he's able to opt out. I'm pretty sure he can opt out. Oh man, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um the rumors show Houston. Houston? Okay. Houston's liking Austin Reeves. Okay. Quick 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 hit on uh on the Googles there. See, that's the problem though. I will say this. If he goes to Houston, I can't root for him. I hate Houston. Yeah. And listen, I liked Elajuan. And I like Clyde Drexler when he was at the Trailblazers. But as a and I like Charles Barkley. But when they went to Houston, I did not like yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still mad about 95. Let's be honest, man. 95 Western Conference Finals. Spurs, number one seed, thought we were headed for the title and just kind of imploded against Houston. Uh, Again, it, didn't you see was, was it Sam Caldwell? Was that their point guard? Am I Sam Cassell. The right Sam Cassell. Oh, I hated yes. that. Yeah, oh, was, I hated Sam Cassell. And yeah. he was ugly too, right? Yeah, he kind of looked like um, <laughs> was he like, looked like an alien. Like, yes. like, like the way they depict aliens to look. Yeah. <laughs> But shout out to Sam Cassell. He's become a good assistant coach in the NBA. Oh, that dude was, so was so ugly. Good. God, he was so ugly. was so good, man, that they didn't have anybody else that first year. Oldest Thorpe, you know, Carl yeah. Herrera. Rookie, I think Robert Orr was a rookie. And he won the title with those dudes. And then they bring Drexler in the next year. They go back to back. And then they bring Barkley in and he just can't. He just can't. Yeah, it just didn't work. Yeah, and, yeah. And Jordan was back in the league, too. Yeah. So, and good luck with that. Kevin, this has been a roller coaster. Uh, I want to apologize for the fans for being all over, but I'm not going to apologize for my enthusiasm. I'm no, not going to apologize for it. No, I think the fans are matching it. our excitement, man. This is, I hope they are. I hope they are. This is historic stuff. Hey, if you're out there and you've listened, please give us a like. Please share it with your friends. Um me and Kevin obviously love what we're doing. We're getting geared up here for uh, the actual season. We'll, we'll go two a week. Uh, but over the summer, we're just going to keep throwing stuff out there. And we appreciate the SEC releasing this schedule because it's made it fun. Kevin, have a great night. Boomer. You too, man. Hook them.